Welcome back. We're live again. Um, as promised, we're here. It's Oh My Bosh, our premiering episode. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited. I'm so happy to be with you. And tonight on the Flavor Dome, we've got Ibrahim Riaz. And this guest is very renowned, <laughs> if I might say so myself. He has crossed over continents from Asia all the way to Europe. And welcome, Ibra. Welcome to the Flavor Dome, man. Do you mind telling us about yourself and telling our viewers about yourself? Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Mathemba. It's really a pleasure. I mean, to see your dream come true, it's just fascinating. I wish you could see the smile on your face right now, you know? <laughs> Talking about that, ladies and gentlemen, we've been wanting to do this for a very long time. I've got a fantastic team, as mentioned earlier in our teaser, and we have been planning this thing for a long time. So it's an honor, really, to be having you. But back to you, Brian. Mr. Riaz, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where you come from, I'm sure our listeners want to know. Uh, so, Mithamba, I've sort of lived a part of my life in Lahore. It's in Punjab. For those of you who don't know Punjab, it's sort of split between Pakistan and India, so we get a bit of both cultures. It's sort of like Pakistan's crown in terms of cultural heritage and architecture. Yeah. But even more than that, it's really special because you have all kinds of people there from all different socioeconomic classes, okay. as well as people who are more Western, as well as people who are sort of traditional and conservative. And then I sort of came to UWC last year, with you, of course, sort of went on the same plane as well. And that's that's about it. That sounds interesting because you talk about how in Pakistan you have sort of like this traditional approach and this more conservative approach. How has that impacted you coming from a background like that and coming into UWC where it's a whole new ballgame, it's a whole new game. You've got people from all over the world trying to fit in and just make that situation be possible that people can live together in peace and harmony. How has that impacted you coming from Pakistan? I think there's two layers to that, right? So the first thing that you asked about how has it impacted me on a personal level, it's definitely opened my eyes to so many new things. It's changed my perspectives. It's changed a lot of beliefs that I've had in the past. You know, when UWC is often advertised, they talk about all the different nationalities that we have and the different cultures that we experience. But the thing that really struck me the most was how we're all really similar at our core. So when I stepped off the plane, I imagined myself coming into a completely different world. But I was sort of shocked when I just saw that the person next to me, regardless of his country, even if he did come from Zimbabwe, was really similar to me because we both shared a love for football or maybe a love for food. And I think that gives us the ground to sort of, you know, build future communities, sort of fit in with one another. And that brings us to the second thing, fitting in. I think this is really important at a place like Robert Bosch because there's so many people with so many different ideas of what it means to fit in with different objectives, different aims, different goals. And you really have to be careful about what you say because you run the risk of causing someone unintentional harm because they might have certain background associations or background cultural knowledge that you should be aware of, but you might not have experienced before. So now let me ask you this. It's, it's really quite interesting, your perspective on how everything is going down here. And with an opportunity like this that you've had coming to UWC Robert Bosch College in Germany, what would you say is the one thing that you will take away from this experience? What's the one thing that you want to uh, take out there and impact the world with? Because as I believe, the whole mission is to make sure that we are fully equipped with the knowledge and the know-how on how to go out there and impact 
the world at large. So what can you take away? What have you taken away through this experience? I think the thing that I've taken away is tolerance. I've learned to accept cultures. I've learned to accept religions and the absence of religion. Something that's a really big step for someone who comes from Pakistan, right? Because we're sort of like the Islamic Republic of Pakistan. And then you step into this real little bubble where you have Christianity, Judaism, Jewism, and all sorts of religions, as well as agnostic people and atheists. And then you sort of learn to coexist with them. And these little differences, they sort of become irrelevant once you get to the heart of things. And I think that's the thing I would like to take away. Because if you haven't heard of it so far, recently we've had a lot of problems in Pakistan with the blasphemy law, whereby someone who is accused of committing blasphemy or someone who has sort of offended Islam in any way can be held accountable by the courts. And often this is taken into the public sphere where they can either be burned or killed or lynched. And they're really bad impacts because this isn't condoned by the government. It's basically individuals who exploit this law in order for political gain. But it does give a bad name to religion, doesn't it? And for people who lack education, it does create a persona that religions are inherently either hostile or really extreme. And I think if I can take away this idea of tolerance, impact Pakistan with it, it would be a big step to creating a Pakistan as open and free for all. Maybe one day you could even visit me and see all the great places we talk about. <laughs> Very big step indeed. And like I, I would also relate, you know, tolerance has been one of the major things that we've experienced here, um, myself being a UWC student as well. But you've talked about how um, religious beliefs have been so, sort of like emerged with political views. What have you seen that's different from the political system back home in Pakistan and the political system right here in Germany? Or what have you seen from other students? What have they exhibited to you that you've seen and said, maybe we can go and implement this at home? Or no, maybe this is not our thing. We just want to keep on going at the pace that we're going. What do you have to say about that? So I think we'll all agree when I say that we don't have to pay police officers money just so they don't pay us a fine, right? Yeah. So I think there's certain lessons to be learned from Germany. Well, it is in fact one of the most developed countries in the world. But even more so, they have this really strong sense of social justice and honor that is really prevalent within every citizen. They're sort of integrated from a young age. And so their whole system is based on finding honorable justice, making sure people are held accountable for their crimes, and in the end, ensuring that there's this sort of equality. And I think they're important because equality and justice are the basis for a successful foundation or a successful community as we've experienced over our past. I mean, we've had some problems over the years within our own little community at Robert Walsh College. But at the end, whenever we try to search for accountability or for equality, we seem to lead on to a better path, a better solution. That's quite interesting. It's quarter past seven at night, we're still continuing in the Flavor Dome and I've got Ibrahim Riaz as we continue. Ibrahim, you've mentioned that you've had problems as a community, but I think so far <clears throat> on a large scale, we've experienced um, a lot of complaints about certain issues that we have. I want to take this at a different angle and say, how have you overcome those issues? What are the kind of solutions that you've come up with? What are the methods that you've used to overcome such of like such problems because we've been crying foul most of our lives in general as human beings we've been talking about our problems but let's talk about how to overcome them how would you say in a place where everybody has a different perspective everybody has got a different view 
you finally come together and overcome an issue. Don't egos clash. Don't people step on each other's toes just to get their way and say, maybe this problem is greater than the other. How do you overcome that as a EWC student? Definitely, that is true. There is this sort of attempt at making sure your issue gets recognition, but I wouldn't say that's a bad thing. Because if you've been in an oppressive system for the past 17 years, you do want to get attention, don't you? And with so many of us here with our own different stories and our own different perspectives, I think all of us just want to use this platform to have an ability to have one shot at telling our story to the world, making sure our voice gets heard. But see, here's the thing. The very voice we can use to talk about problems and bring attention to it can also be used to resolve those problems. The thing I think is the most important in this case would be communication. If you talk about solutions, you can never have a solution to a problem that people don't want to solve. There's two approaches that I've seen throughout my time here at Robert Bosch. People who want to give attention to a cause simply because they feel this would improve their own status in some way or simply because they believe that it is important for them to simply give attention to it. And then there's more pragmatic, practical-minded people who would rather engage in discourse or have conversations about a certain issue. But when they have those conversations, what they're really careful about is listening to the other side, understanding their viewpoints, and making sure that everyone on the table feels that their voice has been heard. And that's the very core of it. If you can have every voice heard, and if you can make every voice feel that it's respected, then you allow yourself to have a successful discourse, which could lead on to nice, better solutions, or understanding the problem in a more holistic way. I think one of the beautiful things about a UWC Institute is that many of the world's issues get addressed. There's a lot of emphasis on awareness and talking about platforms and opportunities. You've mentioned that. What would you say to another teenager out there who didn't get the same opportunity to come here and actually get the platform to do what we're doing right here? What would you say to them? How can they go out there and make their voices heard? And considering all the other problems, of course, that exist in the world, what can a teenager like you and myself do out there? Firstly, I think we need to be grateful for what we have and then apologize because none of us actually deserve to be here. We're not special. We're not saying we're better than the rest of the world. We're simply lucky. And it's because we got lucky that we can just tell you every day is an opportunity. Look up to the skies, look up to the stars if you have to, and just give it everything you've got. If you have something that's close to your heart, make sure it translates onto your tongue, make sure it translates into your actions, and make sure it transforms into something that's tangible, something people can see, something that makes a real impact. If you're passionate about mathematics, then make sure you use that knowledge of mathematics to improve income distributions, to improve something that's close to your heart, like integration of refugees, maybe. And that would be an interesting point, wouldn't it? Being in Freiburg, in a national city, so many different cultures, how do we integrate them? Maybe you won't talk something about that with them, but... Yeah, I think it's very special what we have here. And um, indeed, we are lucky to be here. And in terms of um, other kids who don't have opportunities, because I also come from a background where we really want to get as much as we can. And in doing that, that means it's very competitive to get opportunities like this. So getting into a place like this, where you actually have the voice to speak for the masses out there, I think it's very special because you are doing on behalf of other 
many Pakistani kids out there and I'm doing the same for my fellow Zimbabweans out there. And I think that's quite special. But to those kids out there, I think we really have a long way to go. That's true. But we can still make the change because the youth are the better uh, generation of tomorrow. But we've run out of time and having Ibrahim has been an honor and it has been great. Ladies and gentlemen, the Flavor Dome is signing out. I'm more flavor and this is on my posh. <laughs>